In the name of Jesus, amen. So this week is what's known in the church as Holy Week. And so it started last Sunday with Palm Sunday as Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And we know the end of the story where Jesus rides into Jerusalem to die on the cross for us and to rise again on Easter Sunday. And so that's what makes this whole week. It's higher. It's, we call it the high week, the high feast day of the whole church, the highest week of the whole year. And everything that we do as the church and really all that we are as Christians, it all comes down to this week, especially this weekend, this Friday, Good Friday, with Jesus dying on the cross and on Easter, him rising from the dead. We talk about it all the time, don't we? It's, real, it's like the answer to every question. If I asked you a question and you didn't know the answer, you'd say, well, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I'm not going to get mad at you. You said the right, you said something very good, so I'm going to applaud you, right? It might not have nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but we, we know that Jesus dying on the cross is ultimately everything. So this weekend on Good Friday, on, on Friday especially, there's services at 2 o'clock and at 7 o'clock, so you're welcome to come to those, your family, if you'd like. Uh, what we're going to do on Good Friday is slow down and focus on specifically the death of Jesus. It is violent. And it's violent because that's what our, our sins cost, and that's what happened to Jesus in our place. Now, on the cross, as Jesus was being crucified for us, Jesus says a few things. And they're, famous, they're famously known as the seven last words of Jesus. And so I want to go over those briefly with you this morning on those seven last words of Jesus. And here's why they're kind of important. Not only does Jesus say them, and Jesus is God, but really, also, when he's dying, when he's dying on the cross, when, you're, when a person is dying on the cross, it's very hard to breathe. That's ultimately what kills them. They end up suffocating, basically, as, as they're being, their arms are stretched out and they can't breathe very well. And so everything that they say is really important because they don't have a lot of air. It's kind of gasping for air, suffocating, and tr- trying to get words out. So Jesus was very limited and careful with the words that he said. So we want to draw into what, the first thing that he says, as he says, just as they nailed him to the cross, the thieves are there, they've nailed him to the cross, and the crowds are around shouting, crucify him, and lots of angry people. And Jesus looks at these crowds and he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Father, forgive them. Really, as we know, everything that Jesus is doing on the cross is about the forgiveness of people. And it's the forgiveness of people who don't deserve it. That's you and me. So not only the, the, the soldiers who are nailing Jesus to the cross, Jesus is saying, forgive them even as they nail his hands into the cross, but also for us. Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Our sin is so bad, we don't even know how bad we are. The second thing that he says is to the thief next to him on the cross. So famously pictured, whenever you see it like in drawings, there's, there's usually three crosses on top of a hill with Jesus in the middle and, and, a, and a criminal on either side. So Jesus was being crucified even though he was innocent. The two guys next to him were not. So they were rightly being executed for crimes that they committed. And at first they made fun of Jesus and they mocked him. Uh, But then one of them kind of came around and changed his mind and asked Jesus for mercy. And he says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he recognized that Jesus was a king. 
So Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus turns her over, looks at him from the cross, and he says, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. So here Jesus is talking about heaven as paradise. And we know from this text that Jesus says, when we die, we go to be with him. Today, he says, that right when we die, that's how we know that our our loved ones, our, our grand, grandmas and grandpas, our family, whoever, when we die in the faith, we go to be with Jesus in paradise right away. And what's really comforting there is he says, you'll be with me. And so as that thief is there dying next to Jesus, he has so much to look forward to. The, the, the cross that he's suffering, he knows that ultimately it's going to pass pretty quick. And I know I'm going to be in paradise with Jesus forever. And that's our hope as well. The third word that he says is, is to somebody else as well. He looks down from the cross, and standing at the foot of the cross is his Mary, his, his mom. And she's, of course, weeping as he's, she's having to watch her son Jesus be killed on the cross. And Jesus, see, the thing is with Jesus, his whole life, he kept the commandments perfectly. He kept the law perfectly. And one of the commandments, as you're learning, is the fourth commandment, which is to honor our father and mother. And Jesus, even as, as he's dying, in one of his dying breaths, he's able to say to his, to his mom and to John, John, behold your mom. Mom, behold your son, John. In other words, he's taking his mom. He's worried about somebody's going to take care of mom after I'm gone. And so he places her in the care of John. He's honoring his mom, even from the cross. Now, those are the first three words that he says. And the fourth one, which is really the middle word, is the big one. So in this moment, what happens around the cross is the sky turns black. Now, it's about noon when this happens. They put him on the cross about 9 o'clock in the morning. Three hours pass. It's like high noon. It's just the hottest part of the day, and the sun's directly overhead. So when the sun's directly overhead, is it dark outside or is it bright outside? It's bright, except for when Jesus is dying on the cross, the sky goes dark. Something different's happening. So Jesus, as he's dying on the cross, the sky turns black, and God the Father turns his back on Jesus. And so Jesus cries out from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Forsaken, as God turns his back on Jesus, sets him aside, ignores him. That is hell. That is the opposite of heaven. And so Jesus is suffering the forsakenness of God to be abandoned by God in heaven. Abandoned by him eternally is hell. And so Jesus is abandoned by God. He faces hell in our place on the cross at noon. And he does it for three hours. So for three more hours, he's in darkness, suffering the hell, the, the wrath, the anger of God that we deserve in our place. And then after that, and I, and I kind of picture it in my mind, like if we were, if you and I were there at, at the cross on Good Friday watching, and Jesus is suffering this wrath for three hours, something, something changes. All of a sudden, the, the, the sun kind of starts to come out again. And Jesus, something changes in his face where he's not suffering in the same way. And he looks up and he says, oddly, he says, I thirst. He says, I'm thirsty. So he just suffered hell on the cross. 
He's been crucified. He's been hanging there all day. They've offered him water a lot of times, and he keeps saying no. And now that he's suffered, the, you and I know that he's about to die in just a few minutes, really, from that time. And he, he asks for water. Why would he care? Why, why didn't he ask for water all before that? Why is he asking for water now? He says, I thirst. Well, we don't know this for sure, but it seems to be, or certainly it's because he's fulfilling a prophecy, but, but he's, I would argue this. Have you ever been running and playing outside? Like a lot, like in the summer? And what happens? You get kind of, you get kind of thirsty when you're running and you're sweating a lot. And you know how sometimes when you're thirsty, when you're really, really thirsty and your mouth is really, really dry, sometimes it's hard to talk. It's hard to, it's hard to really get out good, clear sounds. That's why like Pastor Schumacher and I used to keep water up here in the pulpit when we were preaching so we can have some water before we preach to clear out our mouth and, and speak more clearly and distinctly. So Jesus asks for something to drink from the cross because he's about to say something that he wants everybody to hear really, really well. And so the next thing that he says is, it is finished. In the Greek, it's one word, tetelestai. He says one word, it is done. Easily one of the most comforting things Jesus ever said. It is finished. Not just it's finished that he's dying, but salvation is one for you and me. There's nothing for you to do. There's nothing left for us to prove to God, nothing for us to do to be saved, but Jesus did it all. It is finished, he says. Remarkable words from Jesus that we are all wanting to hear, and we were able to hear him because he had just said, I thirst, and had some water. And then as he said, it is finished now, just before he dies, he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And so that's what death is, is when our, our body, our spirit and our body separate and our spirit goes to be with Jesus in heaven until the last day when he comes back and our spirits join back to our bodies and we're resurrected from the dead and made holy again. And Jesus, that happens a lot faster. He's in the tomb for three days, but he doesn't stay dead, right? His spirit comes back to his body and he raises from the dead on Easter morning. So this is everything for us as Christians. Everything that we talk about, everything that we do, the reason why we, we, we bother having a, a school and, and, all, and everything that we do in this life comes down to this wonderful thing, that our Lord Jesus, our God, has come into this world and has died for you and has suffered everything that our sin deserves and forgives us all of our sins and wins for us everlasting life so that we know that that we'll live forever with Jesus as well. And that's the hope of Easter, which is why Easter is such a big, fun celebration day, and that's coming up this Sunday as well. We'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. In the name of Jesus, amen. We continue with the offering.